Hey everyone, y'all, we are in the final stretch of the Bachelor in Paradise episodes, and I, for one, am so ready for John Paul Jones to stop crying, for Blake to stop complaining, and for old Matt Donald to stop sweating and just kiss somebody already. I'm also excited for fake J-Lo to stop making fun of fake Belle, and for fake Heath Ledger to stop arguing with fake John Krasinski, and for a mustacheless Dean to go back home to live in his van down by the river. But what I'm most excited about is for Derek to be announced as the next Bachelor. Bears beats Battlestar Galactica. Bachelor. Message me if you got that reference. Hey everyone, I'm Lindsay and welcome to the I Hate Green Beans podcast. During each episode, I'll be discussing television, movies, music, and books with friends who love pop culture as much as I do. For those of you wondering, yes, we will be talking about the Bachelor franchise. And no, I do not want to try your grandmother's famous green bean casserole recipe. But thanks for offering. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. It's episode 129 of the I Hate Green Beans podcast. I am your host, Lindsay. I am here with some guy in Austin, as always. So we can discuss and piece through all of the love triangles and the journeys and Blake and John Paul Jones trying to figure out what's going on in this beach. And we just love every second of it, don't we? (laughs) Yeah, it's been it's been an interesting four hours over the last two days. I could say that Um, every second is a little aggressive, but I think that I will say that generally I've been enjoying this season. There have been some funny moments. I like the uh, Matt Donald montage tonight yeah. that made me laugh when mm-hmm. he finally brought up the courage to kiss somebody after mm-hmm. being goaded into it by the entire cast. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I enjoyed Demi. She's funny. The Connor impression makes me laugh every time. Every time. Here's what I don't enjoy. Not to be negative or rude or cynical, but John Paul Jones... I'm I'm done with John Paul Jones. I no longer yeah. think he's funny. I no longer am. I never really rooted for him, but I, I don't care to see him anymore at all. Agreed. Um, I felt that way last night when, um, well, I guess when, when he got in Derek's face at the wedding, I thought was mm-hmm. ridiculous. Um, and then, yeah, late last night when he was laughing in Derek's face, not that, you know, I'm sticking up for Derek, although I think he acted like an adult in that situation. But mm-hmm. yeah, I'm I'm over it too. It's just, you know, that guy's 15 minutes are coming to a close. He's about 14 minutes and 30 seconds. Now, let me tell you this. My friend Amy sent me an, a link today. I don't remember where it was from, but I clicked on it and she just said, look at Derek's comment. And apparently, I don't follow John Paul Jones on Instagram, but apparently he posted a model type ish looking picture of himself and then the caption was something along the lines of looking back after watching the show I should have done handled this differently Tasha's a great girl Derek's a great guy and Derek comments on it saying this is the point I was trying to make if you feel this way you should have reached out to us individually instead of saying this on Instagram and not to our face I just uh, Derek Derek tried in vain to have two normal conversations with that guy. Um, it doesn't surprise me that that would also fail. Mm-hmm. Um, in what, what do they call it? And it's not the Twitterverse. Would it be the 
Instaverse or something? (laughs) 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 On the gram. That's what the children say. That's right. Fair enough. On the gram. I wonder why, because as we know, Derek chose to remove himself from paradise. Um, As a result of Tasha saying, yeah, I just don't think I can get there. Now, I thought she was going to say, and I can't get there with John Paul Jones. But that doesn't seem to be the direction she is going, which is so interesting and weird and wrong of her, in my opinion. Agreed. Now, let me ask you this. When when John Paul Jones confronted him or I guess Derek tried to have an adult conversation. And for some reason you, you have to be at least 500 yards from the Palapa. Right. In order to have a serious <laughs> conversation about anything. So in, in the spirit of that rule, they take a walk down the beach toward the beach bed. And uh, then they proceed to get right back to where they were at the wedding with John Paul Jones, refusing to let him talk and yeah. all that. And, uh, but then they, they cut back to Tasha, who is becoming more and more visibly agitated mm-hmm. that, you know, this, this thing's going on in front of her face. And then several people try to comfort her. And I can't remember, it might have been Nicole was saying, Tasha, don't worry. This isn't your fault. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, the hell it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. She wasn't, she wasn't honest with John Paul Jones. She could have just said, look, dude, yeah. uh, you know, I'm not interested in going on the dates. And instead she created, you know. A monster. Yeah, she wanted her cake and, and eat it too. Derek got uh, caught kind of in the jet wash there and ended up a casualty of uh, Bachelor in Paradise. Now, do you think he left because he was, quote, ready to leave? Or do you think someone pulled him aside and said, Derek, we've got enough footage where we can um, prop you up to be the next mm-hmm. Bachelor. We're going to go ahead and dump you and you cry, say something emotional when you leave mm-hmm. and walk out. I think, think. yeah, I think a little bit of both. I think Derek was kind of done. I don't even think he was interested in Demi as much as he claimed to be. I just don't. I don't know why. I just don't. And I think that he he probably, you know, stayed around for whatever that extra week that Tasha gave him the rose. But you're right. I don't. I think they said, "Hey, why don't you just go ahead and leave, and we'll hook you up. We'll put you. We'll put your name in yeah. the hat." Is essentially and keep your shirt on because <laughs> you're frankly looking a little unattractive with all the beer and the junk food we've been feeding you for a week and a half, uh, or for a He's month. He's been and a half. wearing his shirt the entire time. <laughs> A kid on the beach, right? So then you're like, okay, now they're going to put him like to some kind of bachelor CrossFit thing <laughs> where he eat lunch meat and do chin-ups on the pergola until he's ready to run down some random sidewalk in his hometown when they introduce him as the bachelor. Shirtless. And then shower four times in four that times. same episode. Uh-huh, in that montage. I mean, that's, that's the advantage. Look, look, yeah. I mean, look, if, if someone said to me, all right, you're going to work for me for four months. Um, before you work for me, though, I'm going to hire a trainer to feed you uh-huh. and then just let you work out for four months so we can film you running in your hometown shirtless in various locations. I'd be like, all right, I'm in. You know? <laughs> Cover my apartment for you know the next six months of my lease. Uh, where would you run? I would have to think Town Lake, you know, maybe, um, which is Lady Bird Lake to, to uh-huh. newer people. Um, you know, there's some good, good, good vistas there where you could get a shot of downtown, you, you know, be, mm. I'd be jogging, um, glistening, full of sweat, thinking about my journey to find love. <laughs> but 
But um, if you're a lawyer, you'd need to run past the Capitol or something like that. Or the courthouse. Yeah, well, they then, then they would have the fake courthouse scene where they would have some <laughs> kind of fake judge on the stand, and I'd be, I would be making some kind of gesture. You can't My, handle the truth. Yeah, exactly. Like, you remember when they did that with, uh, what was it? Was the uh, bachelorette's name? That's the lawyer. What yeah, was her yeah, name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. uh-huh Rachel. Um, Rachel, yeah. Yep. And remember, they had that scene in the courtroom, and everybody who was a lawyer was going, that's not the way it works. <laughs> Objection. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, whatever. It's like if someone thought what it would look like if she went to work. You know, like they should have filmed her, you know, eating junk food at 11 at night, looking through a stack of documents while janitor swept up around her. That would have been more accurate. So Derek makes his exit. They set him up pretty good to be the next bachelor, at least where you're thinking. I agree. But but they also left the door open for Big Mike. I know mm-hmm. we're gonna get to that. Yeah, but let's I think, get to it. Mike's kicked off. Nobody loves him. Yeah, he's not as convincing, but I think he was more heartbroken than Derek. Wouldn't you agree? Yes, I would. Oh, I don't know. The girl you like well, brings her girlfriend. Nah, that that might be that's pretty bad. Well, here's the difference between the two, though. Derek chooses to leave. Mike, nobody wanted to give him a rose. Yeah. And so he he felt rejected again because both of them have the exact same story that I'm always the nice guy. Everybody always likes me, but I don't end oh, up with anybody. What's wrong with me? Yeah, but um, I, I was I was proud to see him continue his um, gymnastics lessons that right. Sydney sort of like the foundation. I mean, he is following through with that. So maybe by the time he tries out for the bachelor, he will have that back arch thing done. And that could be a new thing. His shirt's been off all the time. So Exactly. But when they go to the extremely awkward, sexually um, charged yoga date, Mm -hmm. he will be absolutely prepared for whatever happens. Exactly. Flexible in all ways. Now, do you think this gives Peter the pilot a disservice because we haven't seen him in six weeks? Yeah, I, I don't think Peter the pilot's in the running anymore. I think they have to go. Maybe there'll be some some polling or something that goes on. However, that works. But um, mm-hmm. I think clearly at this point, I would say that Derek's a front runner if they can talk him into it. Who knows if he wants it? He is thirty two. Is he thirty two or thirty one? Thirty two. You know that's that's like look, I'm a grown up. Do I really do this? I think he's probably got the the um, ability to think for himself and make his own decision. I don't know if he will be talked into it. Um, that seems like a lot of work right. to be the bachelor. Too. Right. I did. There was a um, article. I was trying to find it. Mm-mm-mm. Hold on just a second. Cause it was pretty. Oh, almost paradise. We're knocking on heaven's door. So this is from, E! Online, the E! News Network, and they're talking to Robert Mills, who is the programming guy at ABC. Yeah. Yep. And yep. he says, We listened to what people want to see. Mills said, Going into a men, the Tyler C., the fan favorite runner-up, is a wild card. Why is he a wild card? Because of his love triangle with Hannah, which I don't know if she was ever a point on this triangle. And yeah, that, that the corner fell off the triangle yeah. a long time. Yeah. <laughs> With her and Gigi. So then it says, why it's still too early to tell who will ultimately end up receiving the producer's final rose. A source told E that Peter, the 28-year-old man favorite, is still in the running. He's always been their guy, an insider said, of Peter, Hannah's second runner-up. 
um, you know, the windmill guy, the two times that changed to four mm-hmm. times. Uh, he's older. He has a career, which is a plus, and he has <laughs> a great backstory, and he can carry yeah, a show. Does. Yeah, he doesn't live in a van. He doesn't live in a van down by the river. However, Mike seems to be hot on his heels, and his upcoming debut on Bachelor in Paradise could swing the vote in his favor, which you and I, I at don't the beginning, any... I don't either. That's right. Yeah. You've said that from the beginning. Yeah, yeah he, he could have been Mr. Dynamic Guy, but I think I think Derek did maybe just enough. He's sort of riding the wave, right? Because it's time, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Now, that, mm-hmm. now that the show's coming to a close, he's fresh on people's minds. Peter's been being a responsible adult, making a living, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and, and unlike a lot of these people. Um, but who would you, out of the three we've mentioned, who would you like to see? Derek or Peter. You know, I, I would like to see any of the three. I would think any of the three would be a great... <laughs> Way to make a decision, a, Lindsay. Wait a minute. <laughs> a great. I say Thanks Derek. <laughs> I say Derek. The only reason why I say Derek, I just instantly thought of him, is because I enjoyed Ish him on Paradise. Mike, like you said, didn't show up. He wasn't dynamic. We barely saw him. And then I've sort of forgotten about Peter. So I think that's why I kind of spit out Derek's name. I think Peter would be fine. But this article does says they they're going to let Paradise play out and see what the reaction is to Mike. And then okay. um, it says because the Bachelorette goes into project because the Bachelorette goes into production just a week after the Bachelor ends, the lead is often picked as the season is airing, which we all know. And it says since 2014, they've also been given another unexpected tool in their decision making. That's Bachelor in Paradise. And it's gotten so big, and it's such a huge franchise. It's a needle mover, is what they call it. Um, they want to see what happens on Paradise before they pick the next Bachelor. Hey, speaking of moving his needle, I don't, I don't think Matt Don, Matt Donald. You know, I don't think I, I think he might be a little more interested in Derek than he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just seems like such a child. You know, he just was, was so awkward. Yes, it was very. You think he's like super religious or something, or maybe he's just small townish? But he, it was like watching a kid. Mm-hmm. It was very unusual. Well, you, and you're right. And the what happened is old Matt Donald, who was kicked off night one from Hannah season, comes back. So he goes out with Sydney on his date, and he's the guy whose family is deaf, so he knows sign language, and he she asks him to teach her what kiss me how to sign that and so he did so she hint, can sign hint, it. Hint, yes. hint 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 <laughs> she keeps doing <laughs> the motion do you think she the... ever felt more unattractive in her entire oh, life than that moment i know uh, she was like, <laughs> They should have sent him out with the Russian. I mean, they should have sent him out with the Russian. That would have been the best ever to just watch her what eat him doing? alive. You know, just exactly. Why are you not kissing me? Why are you not kissing me? me? You just taught me this is how you say kiss. Why aren't you kissing me? Exactly. Oh, so great. So they never kiss ever. And then they go to the beach. And like you say, every person in the cast is saying, yeah, you should kiss her. Kiss her, man. Kiss her. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Relax, relax. And he's oh, and then sweating they're trying to like give a him pig. Like, yeah, he's like 
27, they're trying to give him tips on how to actually make the move when Sydney has told him point blank, you know, anytime you're ready, pal, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's right here. You, you know, she got selected because she was the least like sexually charged of the group. You know, they, they were not going to put that guy with someone that would oh, dominate him. And that statement. Was very yes. sweet. You know, Sydney's like even keel. She's smart. She's you know she's attractive, but she's not you know she. If they'd have put him with Angela, his head would have exploded out of his <laughs> out of his uh, gel ha- gelled hair that never moved the entire. Even after he was surfing, his hair looked the same. You'd think when he was sweating, it would sting with all that product going down in his right, eyeballs. Dude, was he... It was a slow <laughs> burn for about 10 minutes before he actually kissed her. Uh, and I was so nervous for him that I didn't watch and made other people tell me. I said, I- I- is it bad? I- you have to tell me if it's bad. I can't. Yeah. Just somebody tell me if it's bad. Uh, were you hiding behind her? Were you, yes, you, uh, my pineapple-ing couch cushion. Behind- oh, I was yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty painful. <laughs> you know what I thought was really, really I've funny, though? I've never used was... that as a verb before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have now. We interrupt this podcast to remind you that pineapple is the I hate green beans safe word. And now, back to our program. Let's talk about Angela, Clay, and Nicole. Now, I know, I know your feelings about Clay, that you feel like he is a weakling correct yeah he's just not very assertive and it's clear that i mean all he did was whine about angela tonight it got old it's like dude if if you're gonna move on just move on and do you You seem way too upset about it yes do you think he is over her or he is not over her not a chance and i think i think that he he is not how do i put this if she's out of the room, he's over her. But I think the fact that he sees her looking great and going on dates, I think he's there's something competitive that doesn't want to for, for mm-hmm. him not to experience. That. I think that that's part of it. Um, and I think that she's not fawning all over him. Um, you know, now, granted, Chase came down um, and they went on some fantastic date that wasn't even filmed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Instead, like, we heard Clay whining about the fact that Angela is on the beach. Yeah, with other dudes, and it's awkward and weird. And poor Nicole sitting up there like, what's going on? I'm going to drink my margarita. Mm-hmm. Um, she wasn't doing herself any favors either. I mean, she, uh-uh. she kept her distance. But it appears next week, or, you know, she basically says, do you love me? I need an answer right now. Maybe that's a question she should probably ask tonight You know, right. while that was going on. I also think Clay... Um, in that conversation he had with Angela, I don't think he got the answers he wanted. I think he was expecting her to say, oh, I'm still into you, whatever. And she stood her ground. I'll give her credit. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just he didn't like the outcome. And I think that's eating him alive, too. You can just see it in his face. You know, he's not even present, um, you know, when, when she's around. You could just see this kind of far off look and you can see the wheels turning. And Nicole's like, we're so in love. I'm like, no, you, no, you're not. <laughs> What did you think about uh, I, I, Angela's defense that she said, well, why doesn't he, if he gets to come to paradise, why can't I come to paradise? What's, what's the difference? Why can't he, you know, if he's going to date somebody else, why can't I date somebody else? Because he was there first. I mean, but, it's that simple, right? Mm-hmm. So he, he signed, he said, I wouldn't have signed up for paradise had I known Angela was going to be here. 
And I felt like going, that's why the producers didn't tell you when right. you signed the contract. <laughs> she was because they that's knew. What I said too. And just <laughs> yeah. like just like Blake tonight, when Bree, whoever she is, shows up, the girl who pretended to be Australian, and he says, Yeah, I've been yeah. waiting for you to come down. So did they just go to that wedding and look at all the randos there and see, oh, yeah. they're not in paradise yet. Just like you said, they're on the other side of the resort, just waiting to come yeah. down. So he had to, I would, maybe, he, I don't know, maybe they didn't know. And maybe she didn't know because it's not like she just went to the wedding and then decided to stay around and crash paradise. She knew. I mean, I just think that's the way it works, right? And she wanted to get even, let's be honest, that the whole um, walk down the aisle and everything else, she was like, look at me, I'm I'm woman, hear me roar. Um, yeah, no, I think she knew. Um, I guess it's a valid point if they get there at the same time or they, they show up at the same event like, hey, I was at the bar first. You have to leave. It doesn't work that way. I mean, they're actually on a TV show for weeks at a time. Right. I guess that would be awkward. But I just the tea leaves, you know, said very clearly that Clay is not over it for whatever reason. It may mm-hmm. be an ego thing. He may still care about it. Or he may just not like to have his ex-girlfriend rubbed in his face, but clearly he's not over it. And I don't think I think I said earlier um in previous podcasts we thought that nicole would dump clay but Mm -hmm. i think now that i'm moving back i think i think he gets i think he bails out i think it's going to be too much for him i think she would have dumped clay for what's his face in white pants christian That Clay is going to dump Nicole for Angela, even though she is all up in Chase now. Yeah, I think Clay removes himself and says, oh, "I can't leaves fall. paradise." I think he leaves, and she's crushed. That's what I think. You don't think Nicole leaves with him? No, okay. I mean that's a possibility. I don't, but I can't see. I think here's the problem. His feelings are his feelings, right? So he can't turn those off. And I think when she walked in and he sees her dating other people, I think at that moment you realize, A, you're not over that relationship, but B, you're not ready emotionally to to be in another one. I mean, Mm -hmm. I just, either he's a serial monogamist where he has to be attached to somebody um, or, you know, he just was not over that relationship. I, I found it hard to believe that he was the one that dumped her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when she was, when she was talking to, um, chase on the date or whatever, and he says, so tell me about your, your ex-boyfriend, which is, I mean, who talks about that on a date, right? Yeah. Your first date, she says, you know, he, he needed to find himself and all that. And it, it was dragged out, which meant he was leading her on. And I just, it sounded like a really messy mm-hmm. sort of end to a relationship mm-hmm. that never ended, you know? So mm-hmm. that, I think uh, that's what it was. There was some sort of. I'm scared moment, and he just pulled the not drawstring. Hey, I've got ripcord. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe drawstring. There's a metaphor in there somewhere. <laughs> um, I don't even know where to go with that because that meant made no sense. Well, I got a, I got one I got one question for I need you to confirm because mm-hmm. I, I was you know I'm on that like text group with with friends and somebody said one of the guys said tonight that he thought Angela was super attractive and one of the the girls chimed in like how do you how can you think she's attractive and so that they had this like banter and finally somebody else chimed in and goes there's one of her at every Sephora in the country <laughs> I, I don't even know what that meant. <laughs> 
But does she look like a Sephora girl or something? I don't know what that means. But. I don't know. I put her more in the Disney princess category. She's just a perpetual. That's true. She just she looks Belle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you feel about Tasha being the next Bachelorette? I could see that. I could see that too. But here's the problem: if you watched scenes for Jones, yes, if you watch <laughs> scenes from next week, she is running towards him crying saying i'm sorry i'm sorry so if she goes down this john paul jones path i think a lot of people are gonna roll their eyes at that and think oh, come on i don't Tasha. yeah i don't see it i mean the guys i could i couldn't have a five minute conversation with someone with his affect that just talked like that mm-hmm. and i'm sure there's all of them have said he's really smart and interesting and i'm sure there's a side of him that's unedited that has to be, no, be able to con- have a conversation without using the word man, dude, or like every mm-hmm. other word. Mm-hmm. Um, or, he yeah. just seems like such an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude, yeah. bro. And you're just uh-huh. like, man, relax. Go talk to Connor. <laughs> so Con- you, you wanted to shift gears and talk about Dean and Connor? Is that what your question was before I, would, I interrupted? Yes, I would. I would like to talk about how Kaylin and Connor are just super-duper happy and going to live the rest of their lives together in Dallas, mm-hmm. and then a mustacheless Dean yep. shows up in Dean all black, the, like the villain he is. Yeah, Dean is the tree across the railroad tracks. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that what? um What's that mean? Uh, the, it's going to derail the train. <laughs> now that's a good metaphor. <laughs> it's no drawstring. <laughs> Come on. I was thinking like he's in the van across the railroad tracks. He lives on the other side of the railroad track. Well, you know my favorite part. So here, here are my two favorite parts. Was when Connor's like, "Oh, dude, I'm, I feel okay about what's going on." And Christina goes, "Have you met Dean?" Like, <laughs> oh, no, it, it I love just, that. Yeah, because she was like, "He talked me into everything last season." Like, and she just kind of looked at Connor like, "You idiot! He's definitely going to win," you know. So and uh, that that made me laugh. And then the second thing is the the irony of Dean leaving the show and and taking his van to the Grand Canyon by himself and finding himself to realize that he really wanted to be in a relationship. I mean, that's a red flag right there. It's like the only way you make decisions is leaving things and going away by yourself. I mean, come on. The producers offered him a hundred bucks, a full tank of gas and another shower to come back on the show. Right. Uh, shave your mustache, look a little different, and tell Christine or tell Caitlin that uh, you you love her. Now, she was buying it though. She was and buying I think that, it. Yes, she was. Yes, I, all of us were like, "Dude, don't do it, man." Um, but yeah, so I think you know, obviously, he's a very convincing guy, um, and you know, he's definitely she's definitely got a soft spot for him, and he's pushing all the right buttons. You know, I realize this. I want to be with you. I want to not mm-hmm. run from things in my life. She's like, this makes perfect sense. And it's like, ah, oh, dude, don't, don't listen to the, the angel in the white bikini on your shoulder, man. You gotta, you gotta listen to the angel. You gotta listen to the one in the red bikini on your other shoulder. Don't do it. <laughs> vice versa. However that works. What do you think about Blake manipulating Miss Manipulator, Mother Russia, Christina? She, you know, she's got, abandonment issues i mean from being an orphan and all that and i mean that that's just my take on that is you know he shows her the proper amount of attention and she buys it every time we saw the same thing with dean last season and she sort of drew a line in the sand you know metaphorically uh, mm-hmm. and literally 
with him early, but she was not able to stick to it. I mean, he wore her down. One of the one of the most telling comments that Blake made was, um, you know, I, I understand why she's reticent. I understand why she's just it's like I got to chip away at that. And that's mm-hmm. exactly what he's doing. He's giving mm-hmm. just enough information where he sees a grin and then everything's good. So um, I was not impressed that he um, did not um, take the date with Bree. I think. Um, that wasn't about Christina. I think it was him realizing that he would be completely screwed yes. in the real world yes. and on paradise if he agreed to that date. But he so wanted to go. He oh, so wanted he did. to go. He only talked about her <laughs> yeah, I mean, for 10 minutes as her date with old MacDonald is going on. They're montaging. He is their voiceover about how wonderful she is and yeah. how they met at that wedding. Man, that <laughs> wedding was the smartest thing producers did this year. Throw them I, all in a room, genius. mix them up. It was like Boggle. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And, <laughs> boggle. <laughs> it's a look, I've, I could spell chosh. <laughs> you know what Jack I can't spell? Wagon. Commitments. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Look, ratings. I can spell ratings. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, that that wedding was super duper smart because they all met each other. So that's why I kept wondering, how are all these people know each other's names? I mean, no, I know sometimes there's the whole, you know, they have reunions every five seconds, but oh, oh yeah. look, Bree. Oh, and I thought, well, crap. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Crab is this another stagecoach person. But no, they yeah. all met at the wedding. Yeah. Chase was at that wedding. I don't think old MacDonald and the other Luke was... They, I don't think they were at the wedding because they're not cool enough. To... I thought those guys... Those guys are actually... Right. Those guys actually make a good couple, I think. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> well. they're both kind of like nerdy, dorky, <laughs> naive guys that you know, dress well and, you know, are handsome together, you know? Right. <laughs> um, and you never know. I watched very slowly and paused with with the people I watched tonight we paused it through all of the hands of who had who had engagement rings uh, sliding onto their fingers yeah. did you do that too no but I I knew what you did because I think I saw Tasha's nail polish and I was mm-hmm. like oh, okay that, that mm-hmm. has to be Tasha mm-hmm. um and um there were three engagements okay I'm going to I'm going to go out on a limb Okay. Um, Tasha is going to get engaged to John Paul Jones just because it's fun and, and it's a novel and it's stupid. It's not going to last. Um, I think Demi is going to get engaged to Christian or whatever. I think they got to do that. Um, they got to justify her being there. Um, and then who else? Oh, uh, Bukowski is going to get in, engaged to Katie. That's what I think. Okay. So I think you're, you're two for three. It, none of the hands were girl on girl. So if they get engaged, they don't show. They didn't show it because they were all. Maybe she's got man pants. Maybe Maybe she's got man. (laughs) But here's here was I think I think it was, yeah I think it was Chris and Katie. I think it is Tasha and John Paul Jones. And of course Dylan and Hannah. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, Yeah, I would say Uh sure. Um, Do you think she breaks his heart shortly after? No, no, and let me tell you why. Whenever you become that boring and all you do on camera is sleep or go off into the boom, boom room, you're legit. Mm -hmm. You're legit. If you're that boring, you're legit. 
Okay, yeah. let's end then, our time with some Bachelor news. I have a smorgasbord of information for you that's going on wow. in Bachelor Nation outside of Paradise. Would you like to hear it? I, You know, I can't wait. I, so I would excited. like to be the first to know. Well, most people probably know all of it, but I just think we need to discuss. And you brought it up right before we started recording, is that the hunky, the Canadian Bohan Canadian... fireman and Astrid... Mm-hmm. Are engaged. His name is real name is Kevin, right? And he's a former Canadian bachelor that was on on Winter Games and, Paradise, and then right? Bachelor in Paradise. Yes, he did Winter Games and Bachelor in Paradise. Ah, yes, uh, the the much maligned Winter Games. Mm-hmm. It was bad, bad decision. And he's the one that we yeah. think. Um, Probably not gonna leave that in there. <laughs> wow. Let me let me let me do let me let me let me do the heavy lifting on that one. Yeah, he's the one that um, let's say that deflowered Ashley Iconetti, correct? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that that's what you're getting. Rumor has it. Yeah, rumor has it. Uh, the other thing that we didn't yeah. talk about is that Hannah is going to be on Dancing with the Stars as a contestant. Which Hannah? Hannah Not Brown. Hannah G, Hannah B. Yeah, Hannah Bama. Oh, fantastic. I um, know. I, I've never watched that show, so I don't I don't really. It's going to be great. I mean, Remember this... when Sean Lowe was on there? We watched it that year. You and I both did because I made you. No, the only time I've seen, uh, I've seen maybe one or two numbers here or there, like flipping around, and then I've also seen where they, where Tom Bergeron, who is like the poor man's Chris Harrison, um, announces the winners or whatever, but I've never really watched a show from start to finish. I don't, I don't really like, I feel the same way about ballroom dancing that I do about show tunes mm-hmm. is it, it probably takes a lot of talent to create mm-hmm. them, mm-hmm. but it, it just doesn't do anything for me. You okay. know, I'm like, eh. I mean, that it's like Mufford and Sons, you know, it's like Mufford and Sons. I'm like, yeah, you know, that's okay. They, they're clever and all that, but they, you know, honestly, I don't like them. I'm going to their concert on October 8th. <laughs> well, I, yeah, no, that's look everywhere. There's there's something for everyone. Um, and hey, so. Tom Bergeron is probably in my top three hosts of TV shows, reality he's TV. He's very shows. effective because he did. He's done Hollywood Squares, mm-hmm. and he did uh, uh, the 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 show where the people kick each other in the groin all the time. Um, America's yeah. stupidest videos, or um, and then. Uh, and, you know, that takes talent to make yeah. that funny, like, 150 times yeah. in a show, right? Yeah. Um, and then he did uh, Dancing with the Stars. So, yeah, yeah, good for that guy. Yeah, good for that guy. Yeah. Here's another thing. Cassie, as in Colton and Cassie, took to her social media to defend Colton's kissing ability after last week. Oh, it did get to him. See, mm-hmm. these people are so shallow. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's, mm-hmm. They can't let it sit. He's a good kisser, in case you didn't know. Those other girls don't know what they're talking about. Three to one says he's not. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the other one that I thought, what? Um, Amanda Stanton. Do you remember her? Teeny tiny little blonde. Of course, sir. She left her kid in the closet yeah. <laughs> with Cheerios on the floor for months at a time and made out with that sweaty baseball guy who groaned all the time and ate pizza. Josh. Yes, for one entire season. 
And then didn't she come back and do something yeah, else with Robbie? That's right, with mm-hmm. Robbie Hayes. Um, who, by the way, I got some more news. Do you know about his sex tape? I do know about his sex tape. Yes, with that Chrisley. I don't know why. Why is that guy famous? That I Todd don't Chrisley. Know. So he, he apparently Robbie dated the daughter and there's apparently a sex tape that uh, but and this is the most awful thing I've ever heard that her father threatened her with um, allegedly to um, shut her up about their tax lawsuit uh, or something. Um, the story is so bizarre, but apparently he got called in by the FBI and had to produce text messages between them. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just a weird these people. I just think they get in, you know, they get in over their heads. Um, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised to be reading something about Tyler C when uh, Gigi or Bella mm-hmm. or whatever Hadid he's dating dumps him because she just gets tired of him. Mm. Well, back to Amanda, because oh, I didn't sorry. tell you I the news. <laughs> I just asked you if you remembered who she was, and you did, clearly. Uh, guess who's writing a tell-all book? Well, I, I, I guess to, to uh, take that premise... And answer Amanda Stanton, you have to believe that she's capable of writing a sentence. Um, so is it Amanda Stanton? It is. Um, what is she telling all about? She's telling all about dating Josh and dating Robbie and being on The Bachelor and being in Paradise twice. She apparently no, also dated Ben Higgins. He will wow. make an appearance in the book. And it's called Now Accepting Roses. I have a confession to make. Huh? I read Courtney Robertson's book from cover to cover. Yeah, my friend Kirsten gave it to me, and I did the same. <laughs> <laughs> I really did. I was like, "What? What?" And I kept it's like, flipping you know, forget the page. This. For, forget Atlas Shrugged. Give me something <laughs> substantive. I'm gonna. <laughs> hey, did you see the previews that? Um, um, portend a lot of crying next week yes everybody's crying now i would like to present a theory i i think i think while most of the time people cry for their own individual reasons you know mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. like uh, somebody doesn't love me or i just got rejected or my my um, guy i've been making out on beach bed with for a week is now on a date with somebody because he was forced to go contractually <laughs> those things i am going to opine that there is a collective reason why everyone's upset next week. Because somebody leaves? Well, or, or maybe there's an outbreak. You know, maybe maybe, <laughs> maybe the Mexican pharmacy confused the antibiotic they were supposed to all be taking. Something like that. And Jorge Scorges has to come in and say, hey, look, my cousin's pharmacy uh, didn't give you amoxicillin. You guys have been taking aspirin for... Four weeks now, and it just all hell breaks loose. <laughs> they all drank the water. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Or maybe Matt Donald and and uh, the 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 Nick Nick Vile lookalike guy. Maybe they spread dysentery throughout the camp after drinking their spicy drinks and sweating all over each other. I don't know. <laughs> maybe Matt Swell comes in, and he's just not as good as we all Swell. thought he was. Matt Swell. Huh? That's a that's Freudian slip. <laughs> not Matt Swell. It's Matt Stell. And I don't know why that's still in my brain. <laughs> Maybe that's next week's musical guest. <laughs> Matt Swell. It's like, is he good? No, he's just swell. You know, is he talented? No, just, he's swell. You know, that's all. It's a stage name. It's a stage name. I'm going to write a fan letter to Matt Stell and suggest that he change his stage name to Matt Swell. 
He's no Jed. (laughs) No, he certainly isn't. (laughs) Cue the dog food jingle. Rain or shine, kind of love like nothing you've seen before. Your dog really does deserve the best. Go pick him up some better ball. Hey, thank you all for listening. I know a lot of you are getting tired of all the Bachelor talk, so this week we're going to do um, a second episode that's a bonus episode. Last week we did Taylor Swift's Lover with my roommate Laura. This week we're going to do Fall Movies with my friend Todd. And back by popular demand is Mama. She's going to tackle another love story that is really a musical, but I'm letting that pass. If you want to read the full recap of Bachelor in Paradise, you can find it on IHateGreenBeans.com. FYI, one of the best things you can do to support a podcast is to review the show on iTunes. It would be an honor if you would head over there and let us know your thoughts. Thank you so much, and make sure to follow me on the socials. You can find me at Lindsay on Twitter and at Lindsay Ray on Instagram and Facebook. And don't forget to check out my books, Why I Hate Green Beans, and It's a Love Story. You can find them wherever books are sold. Until we're together again, love you mean it, Texas forever.